Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. I don't want to go to a dinner and movie with you. I just want to hook up with you. Uh, certainly not. Just give me a cream pie. <laughs> you're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. They're 25% larger than other flushable butt wipes. Oh, perfect, because I've got a large butt. <laughs> I don't have much of a large butt, but my crack, my crack is abnormally long. Can I see it? <laughs> can, we have a, can we have a crack off? <laughs> Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Yes, nothing like a little controversy to make the Power Trip Week just a little more interesting. Of course, the big controversy this week um, was Corey attempting to alter his punishment in the church challenge. Of course, he uh, had to do the donkey bar punishment along with uh, Creasel and Zach. As a matter of fact, they are doing that right now as we are speaking. So um, I've started to see a little bit on social media um, probably have to track a little bit more of that after we get done recording here tonight. But uh, Corey uh, thought that the uh, the 50 mile walk that Hawk did was a more significant punishment. And he seemed more willing to do that, that that was, um, you know, something he'd be willing to do. Um, you know, he 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 would prefer to do that, even though he felt like it was maybe a more challenging one. And that the guy should maybe let him out of the donkey punishment. And he was even willing to say that if he didn't get it done in three days, he would uh, do both punishments. So he was taking a little tiny itty bitty, itty bitty uh, piece of risk there by uh, by offering to maybe have to do both. But uh, Smitty, I'm interested in your reaction because I know how Twitter reacted to Corey attempting to alter his punishment. But um, as one of the uh, as one of the uh, voices here on the Bets and Quotes podcast, uh, what's your reaction? Yeah, I, I guess I, I haven't really been on Twitter that much this week, so I'm not sure what the reaction has been from other people. But <laughs> Take a guess. <laughs> probably about the same that mine was. That was like man up. Take your punishment. Um, I I was I was getting a little bit annoyed with it. Um, although I will say that he he came at, at it from a good perspective. That was I think this would be better. Hawk says that would have been better. And so let's 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 see what would have what would have been. But I just the, your punishment was the donkey. You got the damn costume. Just get in your car and go for a drive and get this over with. Yeah, and uh, you're you're pretty much aligned with all of Twitter on that viewpoint. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess from my perspective, like I'm one of those people, you know, like everything in life is sort of negotiable. But yeah, like once you make a bet, you know, I mean, that's kind of how it is. I mean, you know, if, if you and I make a bet on, you know, the Super Bowl or whatever, I'm like, you know, and I, I lose the bet. I, I don't come by saying, well, let's do this. Now, sometimes, you know, sometimes people say like double or nothing or whatever, but you're still agreeing to pay off the, the original terms of the bet. And that's kind of, yeah, similar to how I see the charge challenge. Um, you know, I, I think personally, like, I, I think the element of having to do both punishments was absolutely, you know, 
something that was the one piece of it that had me intrigued a little bit. And I think if the odds had been like, I, I would have gone for something like Corey, Corey says, okay, I, I do the 50 mile walk. I get it done in three days. And then we flip a coin and heads. <laughs> I do both punishments and tails. I'm done. Like that would have really got me, but something where, you know, cause Corey would have been in control of whether or not he had to do both punishments, something where it's left a little bit up to chance. Now I don't think Corey would have agreed to that, but you know, just, just something like that where it's a little more left up to chance, I think uh, would have been very intriguing. And <laughs> I think it would have had a lot of listeners paying a hell of a lot of attention to a coin toss. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, I also agree that I don't think Corey would have gone for that. I think Corey's very calculated and, and I think he learned from what hockey did. And I think he would have been much more measured where he would have gone out and done five miles, take a break, five miles, take a break. And he would have got it done with, with really no problem. Uh, and also don't forget wearing the twilight t-shirt for some reason. <laughs> that he kept bringing up. Yes. <laughs> I like, there was one response I saw on Twitter where um, basically they were wearing um, just a uh, sort of a loincloth like uh, Jesus wore um, and carrying a cross for 50 miles. Now, <laughs> oh my, I think that would have been um, um, a very interesting visual <laughs> to, to have Corey carry a cross while wearing a loincloth. But um, yeah, that uh, it was it definitely made for some interesting, uh, interesting fodder on uh, on Twitter and listening to the show and. Yeah, ultimately, ultimately, I think Corey knew what the answer was going to be. Um, I think, um, you, you know, like Chris said, from Chris's perspective, it was you want to do this punishment. So I want to make you do the other punishment. So, mm. um, you know, I think um, I think if Corey maybe just casually suggested maybe, you know, taking a little bit different angle. But I think the fact that he wanted to so much uh, was kind of the final straw where Chris was like, you're up to something here. And uh, no, you, you go do the original punishment. So, yep. I'm glad it came out the way to, that it did. And as we're recording this at nine o'clock on Thursday, I'm looking forward to just the social media and get to see them. Um, not just Corey, but um, Halverson and, and Creasel hanging out with Rubes. And I think it'll be a lot of fun for a lot of people. Yeah. I bet. Uh, I bet Zach is having a whole ton of fun right next to Gentry Academy tonight as we speak. So, <laughs> enjoy zach um all right well we've got a a fun show for you tonight we you know we really should do the luco memorial uh twins update because uh dog on it your minnesota twins kick some butt in new york um killed the yankees and we all know that there is nothing like a win over the yankees in the month of april (laughs) well hey we will take whatever we can get at this point (laughs) we can talk about october and october (laughs) <laughs> hopefully we can talk about october and october we'll see but hey kudos, kudos to the twins they're uh they're off to a a solid start um you know players are dropping left and right but the, hey that's the twins they keep winning as long as they keep winning um everybody can drop left and right that's fine so lou uh congratulations to your twins on the big win in new york tonight all right well we are going to do of course a bets update we'll do the quotes of the week uh, we are going to also talk about, uh, you know, we're, we're going to a little more controversy. We are going to do a debate tonight. We are going to, uh, to have a debate about something that came up on the show. We'll, we'll visit that in the quotes of the week and, uh, and have a little bit of a face off, um, regarding that. 
And then uh, the After Party podcast, uh, there was just a little snippet this week that really made me laugh. Um, It was just kind of an instant classic for me. So we're going to play back that audio as well. In case you missed it, not sure how many of you are listening uh, to all the After Party podcasts, but um, this one was was rather entertaining for me. Then we'll do quotes notes, and then we'll get the heck out of here. So let's get rolling with that bets update. All right, well, we'll get started with the big bet of the week, which is, of course, the Masters Tournament. Um, You know, 15 players, that's a pretty big pot. And once again, we had a doubling of the pot. I think I should have looked it up before we started recording, but I think that's something like 12 of the last 14 golf bets that have doubled. It's like some insane pace that they've been. And I think the only two that haven't were both won by Marnie. So um, sorry, Marns, uh, you only got half your uh, half your potential win there. But yeah, they're just they're on a crazy, crazy pace of picking the winners, which statistically, if you look at the odds, I mean, Based on based on the Vegas odds, that's 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 highly unlikely that you would have that many favorites win that often. But you know, favorites have just been dominating the majors lately, and um, all those people who say betting the uh, betting the favorites is no fun in a major, I say it's a way more fun to cash tickets. But uh, yeah, big win. Corey almost essentially went wire to wire in terms of the power trip uh, the power trip picks. Uh, finally caught Kepka on Sunday past him and really cruised to the victory. There wasn't a whole lot of drama, which, you know, I'm, I'm all for the, the uh, drama on Sundays. I love to see a whole bunch of power trip drama, but really wasn't any Corey, uh, Corey won double the pot um, pretty easily four shot win. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was quite the masters. Smitty, uh, what'd you think of the old power trip masters bet? I, I thought it was great. And we had our own little mini masters bet going. And um, I, I, I really enjoyed watching it, even though I wasn't really in contention to win. But one thing we're learning that we can count on is that on the Monday after a big golf tournament, Ben Lieber is going to complain about the bet and want to change the rules and change how we're doing things. And I just if he wants uh, if his main problem with it is that we've got too many people on the bet, then, well, Ben, you know how you can fix that. You could just uh, maybe move on and not participate. And I, I, I love Ben Lieber. Uh, he's, he does a great job with his football analysis. But can we stop complaining about the golf bet every single tournament? <laughs> well, I have, I have two points on that. Number one, I tweeted out the pick positions of the major winners the last four years. And it went something like one one three 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 four five six seven eight ten twelve thirteen or something like that. So basically, it was just about one from every single position. And then number one had won two, and number three had won twice or had won three times. So a couple extra for one and three, but two hadn't won at all. So I mean, it really is fairly ran. I mean, just slightly slightly tilted towards the top the top picks. But I mean, people have won from just about every single position over the last few years. So I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's, and, and the fact is, I mean, outside of our golf bet that we do in our little group, it's pretty much random on who's going to be at the top and who's going to be on the bottom. In our golf bet, it's almost a fucking guarantee that I'm going to be the last pick because I think it's happened <laughs> three of the last four times. So, but it's, you know, it's still fun. It's like, Hey, you could, I could have, there, there's tons of golfers that you could pick 
to, you know, either get your money back, break even, you know, whatever, get the cut fees, even even if you miss out on on one of the top two or three. And it's completely random who's going to get picked on that. And the other thing, because you suggested the Ben dropout. Now, here's what I suggest. I want to see them cut the field to, let's say, eight people or 10 people. And I want Lieber to decide on the air who those eight or 10 people are going to be <laughs> and who the five or six people that are going to get cut are. Cause, uh, I would love to see his, uh, his thought process on who deserves to be part of the golf bet and who deserves to be cut. So yeah, I agree. And, and I think it's, it's kind of ironic because Ben Lieber of all people is, is probably the best at going off the board and not just going according to the odds about who should go next. And and maybe the most important thing here is the more people in the bet, the bigger the prize and the bigger the sweat at, at you know, the, the final nine holes on Sunday. Absolutely. And um, yeah. Um, and I will say Ben Ben's near the top of people that'll go off the board. I think the leader in the clubhouse now, people that will go off the board is Tommy now that he's married to <laughs> Seth and he's taking her advice based on players' names that sound like actors that she likes. So <laughs> I think I think we have a new leader in the clubhouse there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> congratulations, to Tommy. Hey, it saved him twenty five bucks because uh, his pick Rory would have gotten cut. So uh, yeah, well done, that is Seth. True. Um, that's that's twenty five dollars more than you would have had. So well done. All right, and speaking of Tommy, uh, my second one, I. I I am just a sucker. One of my favorite things is when they just randomly bring up go for football in April and start betting on it. I <laughs> call me crazy. I love it. And one of my, actually, this is one of my favorite things on the power trip. Cause you know, I give them lines from time to time that they use. A lot of times they'll use the, uh, the odds right out the, right from the sports books, Vegas insider, DraftKings, or whoever. Um, I love when they set their own lines that I, there's just something about that, that I love. And we have the Gophers versus Ohio state in November. No idea what these teams are going to be like. Ohio state could have a down year. The Gophers could be like two and seven. I mean, who knows? We have no idea what the line's going to be. So they arbitrarily set a line of 24. Of course, Tommy's got the Gophers against Lieber and sauce with a line of 24 and then Kazemius chimes in, um, texting with Ben, and he sets an over under of five and a half wins for the Gophers. Uh, so uh, he's on the over, of course. Lieber took the under against him, uh, which I love too because Tommy has bet Sauce on six and a half. So Tommy's got the over on six and a half. Uh, Kazemius has it at five and a half. We still haven't seen what the real line is going to be. My guess all offseason has been it's actually going to be six even, but we'll. We'll see where where it falls, but um, yeah, there's just something about when they set their own lines. And moving on to our last bet, um, and actually, this isn't really a power trip bet. You know, we do have the parish versus the field bet. Um, I tweeted that out with the teams that each of the guys have. Corey's definitely got the advantage there, but you know, it's the NHL playoffs. Anything can happen. The bad thing for Sauce is he's got a lot of teams. Um, in the same division, like the Central, where you're only going to get either Dallas, Colorado, or the Wild out of that division. So um, that that's a little. You kind of, I think you want to kind of spread it out a little bit more. Uh, but on the on the flip side, it kind of guarantees, you know, al- almost guarantees that he's going to have a team in the conference finals as well. So you know, it's um, maybe that maybe that is a good thing too. You know, I can I can definitely see it both ways. What I want to talk about is the bet that I've done every year for, I think this is year 13, 
where I have bet the road team in the playoffs. Every single um, playoff game I bet, I bet on the road team because typically home ice doesn't matter as much in the playoffs, but they still set the lines very similar to regular season lines. And so there, there's just a, a hair of an advantage to the road teams um, in the lines. This strategy was really good for a lot until COVID hit. Then it was kind of even. And last year it was absolutely a blatant disaster. And so I spent a lot of time during the season deciding, am I going to do bet the road team this year? Am I going to do something else? What, you know, what's my thought going to be? I went back and looked at the pre COVID kind of standings and how teams stacked up versus last year, which was an absolute failure. And I saw a few trends and a few patterns that looked really favorable, like that kind of explained why last year was a disaster and why pre-COVID was actually pretty good. So I'm back on the bandwagon, baby, just like me with the the wolves under forever. I am back on the bandwagon. I'm going to do, I, I got, I got to figure out what year this is. I think it's year 13. I am betting the road team every single game. I will post the results. Uh, I hope it's not the absolute disaster it was last year. Um, I, I think just about anything will be better than last year. So, um, so yeah, away we go. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Smitty? Do you think I, uh, I'm crazy? Do you think, um, uh, do you think the research I put into this is, is solid or do you think that the NHL playoffs are just a crapshoot anyway? Well, I, I think your, your idea, like you said, it's been solid for a decade and then weird things happen every once in a while. Can you allow for flexibility to, you know, after the first round, if, if it's going one way or the other, can you change your strategy or are you locked in at this point for, for the entire, the entire Stanley Cup run? It's a really good point because about half the games take place in the first round. Um, and so by that point, you have a really strong idea of what's going to happen. Um, and usually if the first round goes not well for about the road team, it usually carries right on through for the last three rounds as well. It's very rare to get a turnaround. So I think, yeah, I think I will evaluate where I am after the first round. And either if it, if it's going poorly, either like just completely reverse the strategy and bet the home teams the rest of the way. Or just stop altogether. Although it's hard to do because I bet like every playoff game for 13 years. So it's hard to like just stop doing that. <laughs> so, uh, and you, yeah. you can't make your money back if you stop betting. That's number one rule of gambling. So that's, that's not even an option. Not even an option. So I got to bet on somebody. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll reassess after the first round and see where we're at. But, uh, yeah, we'll, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the numbers look a lot like they did in uh, the pre-COVID era. So we'll see where we're at. So, All right. Well, that will do it for the bets update. Let's get to those quotes of the week. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. <laughs> Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right. Well, we've got three great quotes this week. We're going to start off with our number three quote from our pal Hogsley. And I, I'm going to point out that this week, I think all three quotes were pretty spontaneous. No one was sitting and waiting for, for something to drop in. And so um, Chris Hockey came in when Sauce was talking about his Friday fit. I wear this every Friday. 
You do every do you really? Friday. Friday every, it's my Friday fit, as my gal calls it. Yeah. <laughs> That's also what you throw when you wake up in the morning. Oh. <laughs> Where's my L breakfast? Where's my waffles? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa you have waffles whoa, every Friday morning? Whoa. That sounds incredible. Yeah. He actually has them every morning. Yeah. Protein waffles, man. Yeah, protein waffles. You have I a waffle have maker or is it you just put, put them in a no. toaster? Brody. <laughs> the old Friday fit. Yep, with Chris Hockey chiming in with, uh, I guess, uh, a recipe for the protein waffles, which we won't talk much about. <laughs> uh, um, makes, makes me wonder if sauce had a Fitbit, if that would take on a whole different meaning. <laughs> true. Very true. Um, with our number two, our, our number two, two quote of the week. Two. Two, our number two quote of the week. We've got Mark Rosen weighing in with a proud Easter tradition. A new study has found the best place to celebrate Easter. I don't know how they measure this. Rosie, Rosie. 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 That's how you spend that every time. Very specific. I didn't say Brilliant your favorite place. I said the worst place. You say where to hide your Easter eggs. There he goes. He is Rosen. That would be the first place you would look. He is Rosen. So much to unpack there. Yes, absolutely, including uh, a a runner-up to the runner-up there with Zach Halverson saying he is Rosen, which I will take credit that I took that and ran with it, and I had a what I thought was a pretty good Photoshop job with my Smidium account with he is Rosen on Easter Sunday this last week. <laughs> that was uh, that was brilliant. Uh, he is Rosen. Uh, yes, that was a that was a dynamite ad <laughs> on top of the quote from Rosie himself. <laughs> absolutely and then finally at number one we've got our buddy johnny bonus weighing in on what there were there were probably about eight different quotes that i could have chosen but i chose the one related to um chris hockey as a a, a well i'll call it a fartiste in medieval europe flatulists were known as this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> well, that's good because yesterday was the worst. I yeah, yesterday <laughs> I thought it was over. See, I woke up and I said, today's going to be a good day. And guess what? Yeah. It is. In medieval Europe, flatulists were known as fartours or a fartiste. You are a fartiste. <laughs> you are the friend. Picasso of fartiste. Yeah. Charm. You're, you're, yeah, you're the Jackson Pollock of farting. Charm. Max's eyes are your canvas. <laughs> oh, poor man. <laughs> My eyes look like a Picasso painting after being in here. Sometimes my underwear looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> hey, listen, you got to break a few eggs. Right? No. Am I right? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yes, again, a lot to unpack there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, could, uh, comparing him to Jackson Pollock, um, that was... Uh, that, I, I like that. And Max saying he looks like his face looks like a Picasso. Yeah. It, I just, that was hilarious. And, and one after the other and building off the other quotes, I just thought that was just magical. But Max's eyes are your canvas was just beautiful. Nice job, Johnny <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, great quotes. And that's actually going to kind of lead uh, 
lead into what we're going to talk about in your thoughts. Uh, you know, uh, I think we're on, I think we're on a couple opposite sides here. So nothing like a little more controversy, um, to add. Answering all the questions worth asking. It's time for a bets and quotes face off. And the face-off is, you know, Chris declared himself, you know, he self-proclaimed himself as the the fartiste um, on the show. And, you know, I, I think you look around at the current cast, um, and, and that's definitely true. I mean, there, there there's no one that's that's uh that's putting up the uh the the farts that Chris is um on the power trip. But you know, uh part part of part of our role here is to be historians of the power trip and I, you know, I, I'm going to contend that there was a much greater fartiste uh, back when the superstar Mike Morris was on the air. Um, now, now, Smitty, you're on the other side of this. Uh, you're you're loyal to hockey. You know, um, you kind of are Chris Hockey uh, from time to time. But um, you know, make your case. You know, make um, you know. I I, I contend that the the superstar Mike Morris is the greatest fartiste of all time. Tell me why uh, why I'm wrong. Well, so as as hockey just described in that quote, the the art of farting, the the person is called a fartiste or a fartuer. And I, I look at the great filmmakers of the past, and I look at Alfred Hitchcock and and Martin Scorsese and Wes Anderson and Stanley Kubrick and all of these great artures. And so if we if we look at fartuers. I feel like Mike Morris is more of an Orson Welles or a Scorsese, where the, the they made their mark, so to speak, uh, on their underwear, or, <laughs> or or they're they're kind of one note or one brown note artists, where they've got their niche, they've got their thing, and they are very good at it. I, I will grant that, but I look at at Chris Hockey as more of a Quentin Tarantino version of an auteur or a Stanley Kubrick where they they have diversified and and i think about like the slow burn crop dusting of a once upon a time in hollywood or 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 one cheek squeak or a dutch oven that that is personified by reservoir dogs or or a fantastic mr fox and and these things i feel like the diversity of of chris hockey's flatulence puts him above the the Mike Morris. Uh, do you do you have a counter to this, Chuck? I do, but before I do, I will play um you know cuz cuz you're making valid points there. Um I will play uh, a little bit of um a, a, a little more extended clip to kind of pile on what you had for your your quote of the week there um from uh from hockey discussing um his prowess as a fartiste. Uh Roland the farter. Mm was a medieval flatulist Ooh. and a jester for King Henry II. Every Christmas, he was expected to perform one jump, one whistle, and then one fart. I want you guys to refer to me from now on as a flatulist. Okay. <laughs> hmm. 
Is that asking too much? No, it's a weird thing to ask for. Well, but you guys I don't always, know why you would want well, that. Well, because I, I think it sounds respectable. I mean, if you're going to talk about how I pollute the air in my studio, I would like to be referred to as, yeah. a, a, as a flatulist. You are a flatulist from this moment on. Instead Thank of you. calling Kyrie Irving a flat earther, right. why don't we call him a flatulist? Well, I it think sounds more scientific. That yeah. makes all of us real flatulists look dumb. <laughs> yeah, Martin's offended by that. Okay, all right, I won't lump him in with you. Thank you. Uh, a person who specializes in producing flatulence for the entertainment of others. See again. Yeah, that's <laughs> that you. That is me. That's you, flatulist. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> do you not know I'm a flatulist? Yeah. Why do you talk down to me? You love farting. Well, I don't know that I love it. I do it because I'm good at it. No, you love it. <laughs> and history will look down on me. Um, uh, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. History will look down on me. That's the end of the sentence. All right. Well, you, you absolutely make some good points. Um, Hawk definitely has the versatility. Uh, the reason I'm, I, I'm, I'm on the star bandwagon here is, um, you know, and and yes, he was a little bit of a one-trick pony, but you know, I, I it, it, I will say there, you know, star, and he was he was a professional athlete. Hockey's not a professional athlete. You know, this is two different standards. But the fact that Star was able to show the athleticism to fart directly into the microphone is beyond impressive. I mean, hockey's you're not hearing it. You're, you know, you're kind of hearing the reaction when, you know, like the, the guy in the, uh, the snow cross booth, Oh God. Oh geez. You know, um, or, uh, <laughs> Max complains or, or somebody else complains in the booth. You kind of hear that reaction, but you don't hear the actual, um, fart itself. And for Morris to just have that athleticism to get himself perfectly into position. And then on top of it, the timing that Morris had, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, something where, you know, stop the show. I got to set this up for 20 seconds. It was, you know, he, he did this, um, on, uh, he had brilliant timing. In fact, uh, here, here's a clip, uh, showing what brilliant timing superstar really had. Here's the chargers game plan. Shotgun, 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 shotgun. <laughs> that just to clarify for my parents, that was a potato. That was guy. absolutely not me. <laughs> that was the snap count. That, that was a fifty-year-old man directly shotgunning it right into the microphone. Cannonball. <laughs> What'd you guys think of that? Uh, pretty good. That's why I had to take Lexapro. That's the yeah. best thing you've said today. That's pretty much why the bosses say you guys should start at five thirty. They want so much more of that. So. <laughs> I mean, Corey's going shotgun, 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 and then Morris says shotgun with a with a double shot into the microphone. That that is hard to argue with. <laughs> but maybe my counter to that is Chris Hockey's ability to uh, to have a captive audience. I think about his small studio, whether he's doing a a snowmobile event or if he's just in the studio with Max, where his maybe I'll call it his height to stench ratio is is higher than Morris's because of his own personal height and the just the confined area that he has where his farts 
have more effectiveness because of his strategy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think if you look at it that way, if you look at the tail of the tape, I think uh, Chris is definitely getting a lot more out of what he has uh, relative to the the size and strength of the superstar. So, yeah, you know, I I, I definitely think you've got an argument there uh, there as well. So, <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, I think we can both agree that th- this is really a one and one a situation, regardless of uh, of which way you're going to take it. But uh, yes. There there are no losers in this contest. I I think we agree. Except potentially Max. So <laughs> All right. Well, that will that will settle the great fartiste debate of the power trip. All right. Well, um, I want to play this one clip from the after party cuz you know, I don't know how much you guys are listening to the after party these days for this iteration. Uh, you know, for me it's always one of those things some after parties are way better than others. Um, you know, some hit you right, um some are just kind of there. Uh, this this little sequence just cracked me up for whatever reason. Uh, they just uh they were just riffing off each other and playing a little haven poker at the same time. So yeah. Uh, go to the beat off joint. Go to the BOJ by phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then sorry, how far is the drive from the Twin Cities to uh, Rozo? Uh, six hours. Oh, six. Rozo. Rozo. So, wait, so, is you, so your drive on Saturday is going to be longer than mine if I power through longer and drive home Friday. I can't really even make up any time because that's all. Because you'll be in the beat off joints. I don't get a. I don't hit a freeway till St. Cloud. Hmm. Oh, oh man! That's so, so wow. do I have freeway almost the entire way to Grand Pretty much. Like, I mean, it's sweet all the yeah. way to sixty-one when it turns to sixty-one in Duluth, yep. and then and then that's most. Then like, you're in the beat-off joint. That's a lot of. You stop by the fucking hump a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you hump get, a lot off of. Then uh, you can get just <laughs> you <mean> Betty's pies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Superior Street. Yeah, get your throat hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> this guy playing Haven Poker. Again. <laughs> that's Chris. This fucker. <laughs> yeah! Fuck off! I won the first hand. <laughs> wow. I took it out. Oh, okay. you must be a pleasure at the poker store. <laughs> the poker, the poker store. store? Isn't that the hump joint? Uh, fuck you. Fuck you! <laughs> fuck off, man! Go get your throat hammered. Yeah, get your throat fucked. Title yeah, of the that's podcast. my favorite Marvel character. Throat <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just, that was just a great little spontaneous riff, uh, talking about the old beat off joint, telling them, telling each other to F off, uh, getting their throats hammered. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just love when they just kind of go off the cuff and just rip on each other and, but make each other laugh at the same time. Yeah. And that's, it's another reminder that, uh, I can't wait till summer. I, of course, I'm a teacher. So it's in the middle of my first hour class, but boy, during the, the after party podcast i need to get on haven poker because i can probably take these guys on <laughs> absolutely and uh god for god forbid you lose the first hand to sauce because he is going to celebrate like a madman <laughs> <laughs> i won the first hand <laughs> uh that's it, it it's it's interesting to listen like i love when hawk kind of does play by play of his uh his haven poker playing ability because it's uh I'm I'm no poker guru by any means, but it's uh it's fun to listen to somebody that's a little bit more uh, n- more novice play poker. So I I love when he kind of does play by play of some of his hands. Yeah, definitely good time. I'm I'm having a good time on there, whether it's randos or people that I know. It's a it's a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. And, um, I, I love it too. When, um, when somebody beats you and then goes on Twitter and they're happy that they beat me and I'm like, uh, wrong person. Thank you. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's happened before, but, um, it, it's, I think it's only happened once or twice. So you must be, you must be holding your own. Otherwise uh, I, I would see you getting defeated a lot more on Twitter. I, I win a few, I lose a few. It's, but it's a lot of fun either way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I like it. It's quick. Um, you play, uh, rattle through a bunch of games. The only thing I don't like is it's just, it's really hard to coordinate with somebody else because it's like you send a request, then they're in the middle of a game, then you leave, then somebody else sends you a request. And it's like, sometimes it's like really hard to hook up, um, hook up with somebody, uh, properly. But, um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So. Well, maybe we can get in touch with Max about hooking up with somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different app. Max, Max needs his own app for that. That's for sure. <laughs> My name is close. I will give you no. What do you got for us this week in quotes notes? All right. Well, I got a few different items here. Number one, um, the the guys had Corey Wong on uh, last week, and he has added, uh, uh, not by his own choice, but they just use his, his song. It's called Assassin, and I highly recommend it. I think it's a great addition to the show. I think it, it's a, it's a, a fun, exciting way to to start your day at five thirty in the morning. I don't know, Chuck. What do you think of the the new opening to the show? Uh, you know, I, I'm unlike Charge. I need lyrics in my music, but uh, no, it's uh, it's fine. I, I like when they do change up the uh, the starting song, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fine. And he seemed like a nice guy. He does. He does. When <laughs> and I've listened to a couple of his other songs, and I it's just high energy, good stuff. Um, my next note is that I feel like we're getting to the point where as you're watching the power trip or as you're listening to the power trip in the morning, it's nice to watch on TNT. If you have charmed playing at the same time, (laughs) or as they call it, uh, which T words I believe is what they call it. But to really get the full experience, you need to see what Chris Hockey is experiencing. And that kind of adds to you to the experience as you're watching the show. That's not a bad idea. I hadn't really ever thought of doing that. Um, I, I did it once while I was in the studio and saw like what they were, uh, what they were referencing. And yeah, he, he really does get distracted <laughs> very easily, but yeah, not a, not a bad idea. I might have to slip on the old TN, TNT on mute and, uh, and follow along. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like watching the Wizard of Oz as you listen to, uh, Pink Floyd albums from the, from the past. <laughs> Something like that, except with more boobs. Yes. Yes. And that's kind of an awkward transition, but my third note's a little bit more serious, but we know that our good friend Marnie Geldner has been going through some stuff. And, um, I just wanted to, to say that, you know, she's, she, she had her procedure and it sounds like, again, as of a recording today that, there were I don't I don't want to say complications, but she's having to go in for another procedure, and I'm very optimistic that everything's going to be great. But just best wishes to Marnie, and just know that I'm, I'm sure she doesn't listen to this garbage. But the of of the people who do listen to this, send her a positive message on Twitter, and just let her know that 
we're all behind her and we, we love Marnie Gellner and we hope she, she has a good recovery from what she's going through. Yeah, 100%. And it's cool to see her, you know, really, I mean, her, her attitude and all her social media posts are, it's, it's very positive. It's very upbeat. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I'm, I, you know, obviously everybody's pulling for her and, uh, yeah, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully these complications, um, that she's having, um, a little bit more procedures done for are, are minor and yeah, everything's back, uh, back on track quickly, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely send her well wishes, um, out there. It's good to see, it's good to see some positivity on social media from time to time instead of a lot of negativity and, I think this is one area where, um, you know, we can, we can let the positivity shine through. And what a great opportunity for her to get the message out that women out there, whatever your age is, you know, do what you need to do. And men out there support the women who are in your lives. And I just think she's done a great job of getting that message out to everybody. Absolutely. And dude, check your balls too while you're at it. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. So um, I have one note for quotes notes. Um, you know, the last time we talked, we were, we were kind of previewing Kelsey Cook a little bit. And I said, I was going into this completely blank. Um, really had no idea who she was, hadn't seen any of her stand up. Um, I, I really enjoyed the hour she was on. She seemed, uh, she seemed like a nice gal. Uh, she did. <laughs> but, you know, I, she just genuinely, um, uh, you know, seemed, um, seemed touched that like, you know, that they had, the, the power trip had, you know, given her an hour and, you know, she just, she seemed like really, you know, down to earth and, you know, so I, a little bit self-deprecating, which I love. I think that's, that's a great quality, you know, something about like when a comedian's very egotistical, it rubs me the wrong way really quickly. I love self-deprecation. Um, and I could see a lot of that in her. I loved her foosball stories. Uh, I thought that was, it's such an interesting angle to her, um, you know, on top of the comedy. Uh, so yeah, I just, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed, um, her appearance. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, she gets the opportunity, um, to get back on the, the show at some point. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I five stars out of five, uh, eight meat ropes out of nine. Go see it. Absolutely. And like you said, she was, a great comedian, just hilarious. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, oh, by the way, I'm a world-class foosball player. That was amazing. Yeah, for sure. And I'm you know, humble break here. I'm really good at foosball because my my dad bought a tape, like, like one of those old school, like with the real like clay guys from way back in the day. I mean, he probably bought that thing in the mid-70s. So it's like a really old school, like good table. And I played the hell out of that thing uh, for a long time. And um, I'm decent. I would love to see like how quickly she would 10 nothing me. Like, you know, because <laughs> almost everybody I play with, I beat. And so like, I, you know, I just have this perception. It, it's kind of like when I used to play NHL 94 and I absolutely would kick everybody's ass. Like I had all the moves down I, you know, I knew that game backwards and forwards. And then I played this dude <laughs> that, um, he always used the Detroit Red Wings and, um, he, he was, um, just a friend of a friend in college and he destroyed me. Like it just shattered all this confidence I had thinking I was one of the world's elite NHL 94 players of all time. And he just destroyed me. So I have, I have no doubt she would beat me 10 to nothing. I would just like to see if like I could have any chance at all even get possession of the ball more than a handful of times you know but uh yeah that that really is a cool angle and it's it's a great story and yeah it'd be uh 
be fun to to see her in action playing a little foosball. All right. Well, that will do it for this week's show. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back, of course, in two weeks. Uh, in the meantime, Smitty, where can they find you at? As always, you can find me on Twitter at UmSmitty. All right. And I'm on Twitter at PowerTripBets and on Instagram at PTBets, uh, P-T-B-E-T-Z on Instagram. Um, I was thinking, a little uh, end of show production meeting, I was thinking um, the next happy hour that we do, we should do it for the last round of the PGA Championship on a Sunday afternoon. It'd be really weird timing. Um, but I think that would be, you know, a fun way to do it. And maybe we do like a separate pool with just the Patreon listeners. And we just kind of do like, you know, a power trip style bet with the Patreon listeners and then watch the, uh, watch the final round on a Sunday afternoon. What do you think? I think that sounds great. I don't know if there's any par threes on those last few holes, but, uh, you know, hole in one on those last holes would be amazing. That'd be pretty nuts. Yeah, there was there was not a single hole in one at the Masters all four rounds by anyone. So uh, they they are pretty rare. I'm surprised they only did like twenty five bucks on that because um, it would be. I, I kept thinking it would be really cool if they made it like two hundred dollars, so that if like your golfer hits a hole in one, you're talking like a three thousand dollar you know payoff because it it is super rare. I mean hole hole in ones at holes in one at majors are really rare, let alone by one of the players that they picked. But, you know, it's it's still a fun little twist. And uh yeah, that would be would be fun to see uh see a little drama if we do a uh Patreon group like that. So um cool. Yeah well, I think that sounds a lot of like a lot of fun. Let's do it. All right. Well we'll uh we'll get the invites going. PGA championship uh four weeks like four weeks away. Five no five weeks away. Five weeks from yeah five weeks from today that starts. So Look for the uh, look for the invites if you're a Patreon member. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Have a great weekend. Bye bye now.